Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 13 of the Eupopolis podcast. I'm Kristen Ogler, child life specialist, host of the podcast, and Eupopolis's national program manager. Now, if you've made it to episode 13, you probably know about all things Eupopolis because you've probably had the chance to pop over to eupopolis.com to learn more. If you haven't, please take some time to do so. But in a nutshell, Eupopolis is an online patient community that's monitored, it's private, and youth can only get connected by being referred by a healthcare professional or a staff at an approved organization. So if you know a youth who has critical illness, chronic illness, is one of their siblings, or is a youth navigating grief, help them get connected with Eupopolis. We have a great space for them to be able to connect with peers, as well as lots of reliable information that we've created ourselves or that we've sourced and vetted from other reliable and organizations that we know youth could really benefit from having access to. I'm really excited for today's episode. I'm always excited for the today's episode, no matter what it is. But today I'm really fortunate to have with me one of my coworkers in a different capacity. We are going to talk about mental health. Now, when we did our workshop series back in November, we had lots of child life specialists in the feedback saying that they wanted to know or wanted to have opportunities for you child life specialists to share more about different types of interventions that they do. So we've been covering some of those things on the podcast. And today we're going to chat with Jane because she has experience working on a mental health unit, as well as in a camp situation where youth attend the camp if they have a parent with a diagnosed mental illness. So I'm excited for you to listen to this podcast because I was taking it all in when Jane and I were recording it, and I really love some of the activities she shares about, especially the activity where she talks about using their footprints. So now I'm going to pass the mic over to Jane. Jane, if you could just take a few minutes to let our listeners know a little bit about you and your experience as a child life specialist. Well, my name is Jane Marshallton, and I'm a child life specialist, um, and I have the privilege of working at one of our pediatric healthcare settings in Canada, uh, where I currently work in the ICU and on the surgical unit. But I've had the opportunity to work on a number of our inpatient mental health units, one with children and the other with adolescents. And one of the greatest values I I have from that experience is just recognizing that mental health permeates through all our units in the hospital. So it's not restricted solely to an inpatient mental health unit, but maybe you need your appendix out and you're struggling with mental health as well. So mental health is everywhere. And so I think that's a really important thing to know is that uh, kids and youth who have mental health issues are on any unit of the hospital. Can you just tell us a little bit about your work with camp? Oh, sure. I had the privilege to coordinate a camp for kids who have a parent with a mental illness, uh, which was an amazing experience to be able to take uh, these group of children and youth um, out of their home environments to a residential camp for a week uh, where we got to do all kinds of fun stuff. But one of the most important things was being able to talk openly about what it's like to live with a parent who has a mental illness. Glad to be able to experience some of that with you. When we did uh, recently a workshop series, one of the things we asked our our listeners or our attendees at the end of the workshop series is what are some things that they would really like to learn about on our podcast or in workshops that we offer. One of those things that they said is as child life specialists, we do interventions and we often tend to stick to our own interventions that we know, and we'd love to hear what other people are doing. So I was just wondering if you might have a top three Absolutely. Um, And I think one of the most important places to start is just assessing what youth understand about mental health and mental illness. One of the things, maybe it seems simple, but it's really just talking about it. Um, And so one of the cool things that I've done was 
creating something that was called like a, a stigma stopper. And so often when we talk about mental illness, we're trying to get rid of stigma that's associated with mental illness. And so putting together a list of facts about mental illness, as well as some common myths that we have all heard about mental illness. Um, and one of the things is being able to bust that and be like, what is actually true? And what is a myth? What is imagined? What is perpetuated by the media? Um, and so really clarifying you know, some of the real truths and being able to start the dialogue to talk openly about mental health and mental illness. Um, and, you know, just kind of make it fun, right? That's always the nature of our work as child life specialists is to make things fun. Um, and so some of it too, I gave opportunities for youth to be able to write down some of their own myths. And I think one of the natural con connections that youth have is collaborating and learning from one another. And so being able to hear what other people believe to be true about mental illness and their own lived experience. And so really having a chance to identify why is something a myth? How do we think it was created? And what do we actually know? And what do we believe about mental illness? And so really sharing that dialogue so that people can express what it means to them um, and clarifying lots of misconceptions about what it is to have a mental illness. What are the type of illnesses that we see that we treat in hospital? Um, what are things that we treat in the community and just kind of being able to open that up to say, let's talk about this. And it's fine to talk about. Why not? We talk about having the flu. We talk now about having COVID every day. So what is so awful about talking about depression and anxiety, um, any of that kind of stuff. It's, it's all the same. So just giving people accurate, truthful labels and information um, is what we can do as a starting point. I love that. And I love that you said, like, just getting them talking about it, because our listeners might not know, but Jane and I actually run camps parallel at the same week. So while Jane's working on with the youth with mental health diagnosis, I'm working with the youth with who are navigating grief due to the loss of a loved one. And the youth love to talk about it. And we're so not good about talking about hard topics, or I shouldn't say we're not all good. But <laughs> in our area in general, we know we don't do a really great job of feeling comfortable as adults, you know, getting youth talking about um, some of those hard things like mental health or grief. And when at camp, we give the youth these questions about grief and they often will ask like, can you bring the back around the campfire or can we bring those back to our cabin? Because once they get talking, they just are so glad that door has been opened up for them. I love the Mythbusters. That's mm. a great one. So I bet you have another one. Sure. Um, so another thing that's really important too, is people don't always know what to ask or what they want to know. Um, and so I found being able to have like a box where people can write questions out on cue cards. Um, and so that is just an open forum to let them know that if they have questions, they want to know things, they can anonymously put it in that box and we can talk about that. And so one of the nice features of that too, is that people have lots of questions themselves, but are so hesitant to ask. So it's really nice when they hear that somebody else that they see um, has that same question that they want an answer to. You know, for example, when people are asking, you know, how come my, my parents sleep so much? Um, you know, will my parent ever get bet better? Um, and so being able to hear that from another youth, uh, another peer, um, is just so important in helping kids know that they're not alone. And so those are common feelings that lots of youth share. But if you don't know anybody else, or you don't feel comfortable sharing that with anybody else, you might not know that there's another person in your school who's experiencing the same reality, or somebody else who is struggling too. And so being able to here um, is an important way to start opening that conversation too. And so being able to put that information out there again, 
but putting it in a way that uh, kids and youth feel comfortable too, right? You know, not everybody is comfortable having an open dialogue. And so is there a way to have a Dropbox for questions or to be able to email email questions or kind of send them in, any of that kind of stuff, just so that people know that there is a way to ask whatever it is that they want to know. Um, and I think sometimes back to um, some of my work at the hospital, you know, that's not always easy for people to ask for help. And so is there a way to kind of journal that um, and, and for youth to have that opportunity to express themselves in kind of reflecting on the work that they're doing while they might be in the hospital or in treatment, and then to be able to bring that um, to a team member to share that with them and say, you know, this is something I'm really thinking about. Maybe I don't feel comfortable sharing it, but could I, could you read this? Um, and being able to give that in a safe way to a staff member to say, could you just, I, I wrote this down um, and kind of pass it to them. Right. So, and then being able to um, identify that that's something that they want to talk about, but they're not quite comfortable yet to bring it forward themselves. Oh, awesome. I love that. I was actually just thinking earlier today about an intervention that I would love to try I often say when you're, and we were talking about like in the early days of COVID, we did a, you got this challenge. And one of the things was is sometimes our mind gets running away from us and starts to create all these thoughts about what things are really like when really if you sit and think about it through the perspective of somebody else, or if you just sit and like clearly write it out, you'll realize that your mind has actually like made it into something that it's not. But one of the things that I was thinking today I would love to do is to spend some time with some of the youth on Eupopolis and just getting them to write their story from a different person's perspective, to be able to look at their medical journey through their eyes, but then to then flip it and write it from what they think their parents, how their parents might see it or how a nurse might be viewing it just to be interesting to see like the different perspectives and what they can learn from that. Totally. That's super cool, Krista. And actually that brings me to um, another intervention that I found really insightful um, and was just so awe-inspiring at the same time. Kind of what you're saying is understanding somebody else's perspective. Um, And for me, one of the things that's most important is understand what it's like to be that individual. So whether that's the youth who's living with a mental illness or the youth who's living with a parent with a mental illness, I don't know what that's like because I am not them. Um, And so one of the coolest things I ever did was um, do something called um, in your footprints, you know, and so what we want to know is what it's like to be you. Um, And so the really cool thing is that the kids uh, or the youth got to draw trace outlines of their shoes or their bare feet, you know, whatever they wanted to do um, and have those two uh, feet print there side by side. And within those tracings of their feet, um, they could draw, they could write, um, they could put anything down that was kind of how they're feeling just so that we got a real sense of what it is like to be them, um, to kind of understand their own reality and their own feelings and their own experiences, because we don't know until we ask. Um, And so that was really so powerful just to see, um, you know, some youth who were so quiet and so reserved wrote the most powerful things within their footprints um, and to read that, to know what it was like in their own home, in their own struggles, in their community, and what they were faced with on a, on a daily basis. That was something so personal and so private, yet they were able to express it in a way that we could understand what it was like to live in their shoes, to be them, um, and really have that 
awareness and that acceptance of what their life is like. And I think that is so important is that we need to meet youth where they're at. And so please take the time to really see where they are. What are they walking with? What are they carrying? Um, And really having a chance to kind of learn from them, but also just to validate their own experience. That was it was really cool. And I think that's really important is to not take anything for granted and to really appreciate and understand where everyone as an individual is coming from and then the same place where they're going. So that one footprint could be who they are, who they see themselves, the reality, and maybe their other um, footprint is where they want to be, where they want to go, how are they going to get there? And so being able to put some coping skills into the other footprint to say, you know, this is this is what I'm dealing with. This is what I can do when it gets hard so that um, your feet are both on the ground. One is in your reality and one is lifting you up to where you want to go. Oh, I love that. That is so awesome. I love all the different things that we get to do at camp. You know, there's when you when you're with a group of kids and you have them there for five days or six days and you just have such an opportunity to like build that relationship and then you know open their open their eyes to all these opportunities to be able to express themselves and to be able to share with others it's just so heartwarming and i love seeing the growth that happens over camp and i know you see that too when you have youth you know on a unit who've been there for a little while or you get to see them come back Um, But sometimes stays in hospital are shorter and you feel like maybe you don't have as much time to get those um, interventions done. But those three things that you shared with us are definitely things that I think that no matter how long their stay is, you can open their eyes to the possibilities of exploring those interventions and maybe getting started on them and then keep working on them even after they've been discharged from hospital. So totally. I have, a, I have a bonus intervention I can throw in here. Um, I love it. I'm going to add one when you're done too. As we're talking a little bit about discharge and going home from the hospital. So often too, it's the same as when we're kind of packing up from camp and we're going to go home, but the same translate when you're packing up and getting ready to be discharged from the hospital. So you're packing your bags. And what I really want you to do is think about what is it that you're going to take with you from this experience? And so maybe that is a relationship that's been strengthened, a bond that has been made, which is really important. Maybe you've learned a really great coping skill that you want to take with you. So when you're having a hard time struggling with the exam, struggling with your issues, um, struggling with anything, you're taking that with you. So you're going to bring that with you. Um, The same, a great resource that again, if you're having a hard time, what's a great resource, maybe a phone number or a website that you can call to reach out for some peer support too. And so, you know, it's really kind of a nice thing to think about when you're packing your bags, sure, you're going to bring the clothes that you brought with you, maybe your stuffy, maybe your pillow, but what are the skills that you've learned? What are the relationships you've gained? What have you learned about yourself? Um, and pass that into your bag and take that with you and use it when you leave, you know, that's important too. I love that. I love that. I love reviewing with the youth um, so that they can reevaluate what they've been through and what they've gained and how they've grown. One intervention that you reminded me of when you were talking about all the camp stuff was the phoenixes that we did at the Campfire at Grief camp, where we talked about the youth's memory of their loss or the things related to their loss. And on the they had two phoenixes or a white dove and a black phoenix. And they wrote on the black phoenix and chalk things that kind of were memories that they wish that they could um, move on from or things that really bothered them or kept them awake at night or just memories that they didn't want to have. And we had them write them on 
the black phoenixes and then the white dove was like the or the white i don't know if it's a phoenix or a dove were the things that they cherished and like all the memories they had that they really wanted to hold close and remember and then they brought them to the campfire and they put the black phoenixes into the fire so it's very symbolic of you know the them burning and their going uh, burning and going up in smoke and then the white doves they hung around on the trees and I know the youth found that a very powerful exercise and they loved it always nice to think of you know some of these youth are really creative and like to do the artsy kinds of projects and others like to write and others like to talk um, and others like to get things out in a more physical manner so it's nice when there's lots of options for them Mm -hmm. to take part Well, I'm very excited. I was glad to have you. Um, If there's anything else that you want to add um, before we go, but it's been really great to have you on the podcast and to just share with our listeners some of the interventions that you've had um, success in doing with the youth and that you found really beneficial to them. It's been wonderful. Um, You know, I'd be happy to come back anytime. (laughs) Okay, well, we'll be letting you know because we have a workshop series coming up. So thanks, Jane, for joining us. And I will be talking to you soon. And if you listen to the podcast, um, if you think it's valuable for somebody that you know, share it on your social, like us or subscribe to our channel. And we look forward to seeing you or having you listen to us on the next episode, episode 14. 